I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Ooh, hi team. Welcome to our fabulous weekly podcast, Ketamine's Business, with my gal pal, Zach Delatte. That's right, Keta. We're going to be grabbing the goss and dishing the dirt on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 3. Ooh, yes. So come on, take a ride and mind my business, bitch. Whoa. Oh, hello, Zach. How are you, darling? Hey, Chuka. <laughs> chuka, Chuka. <laughs> Where are we today? I'm back in Sydney and you are in uh, Queenstown, right? I am in Queenstown. So I flew home from Bali straight into Queenstown and I'm here for Winter Pride, which is honestly like gay Christmas for me. I absolutely love Winter Pride. I loved it last year. I wish I was there this year, but um, it was so much fun. I love it. That photo shoot of you in the snow is stunning. Stunnelina. Oh, well, thank you for noticing. You know, <laughs> I, I am quite a gorgeous woman. <laughs> <laughs> we use that term very loosely. <laughs> like many things on my body. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Turns out a tummy tuck wasn't quite enough. <laughs> they needed less of a tuck and more of like a full-on fold. <laughs> oh, my God. Tummy tuck? You've got a face only your uncle could find. <laughs> Did we get that into the pod last week? No, 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 that will go. That got left on the editing floor. Oop. Chop, chop, chop. For those of you wondering what that was, I did recite my uh, famous diss track to uh, Zach Delarte <laughs> last week, but we cut that because oh, the, that's going to get me cancelled pretty quickly. We said, oop. 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 All right, RuPaul's Drag Race. Apparently that's what we're here to talk about. RuPaul's Drag Race. Sorry to digress. Allegedly, that's what we're here for. (laughs) Uh, We're up to episode six. Can you believe it? We're over halfway. Oh my God. We only have a few episodes left. There's five girls. Where did they go? Where are they? Oh my gosh. Well, you know where they've gone. (laughs) 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 Fuck (laughs) off. And uh, episode six has been uh, really uh, an interesting one. I've I've actually really enjoyed this episode. I think um, the cast is kind of really getting comfortable with each other now. Mm. We're kind of getting very familiar with the characters. And the relationship forming is interesting because I feel like the two strongest characters have formed the strongest relationship on the show, which is uh, Floor and Hollywood. Wow, you said fuck those other three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's just that's just how I'm seeing it. I mean, like that's how it's coming across on camera for me. But you know, I, I thought there was a, a really interesting moment. They're all in the workroom and they're um, kind of uh, at the end of last week and they're kind of um, decompressing. And there was this funny moment, and I actually didn't notice it the first time I watched it because I watched it twice. Oh wow! And I clocked it the second time, and oh my gosh, it was hilarious. Gabs goes. 
get abs. You know, like every week the girls kind of take turns being like, oh, wow, let's get out of drag. Yeah. Gabs goes, oh, can we take all this shit off? And Floor looks at her and goes, well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I loved it too. Floor's like, your stuff might be shit, mine's not. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. In true Floor style, just like super quick wit, just like, well. (laughs) So good. You said it. You said shit. (laughs) Floor's confessionals this season are not even confessionals, but cutaways. Anything she's doing, I'm, I'm here for. Yeah, yeah, top notch. Top notch. <laughs> Leave nothing on the floor. <laughs> so how does the episode start? Rue walks in with giant shoulder pads. I remember that. They were camp. Giant shoulder pads. Yeah, that was fabulous. It was sort of like this like uh, box-esque. It kind of was giving me like, uh, you know, 80s, early 90s. Um, almost like MC Hammer, Hammer oh, Time. Oh, yeah, I like that. Mm. I was getting like kind of Grace Jonesy as well. I loved it. Very that. Yeah, it's all of that. It's, it's definitely like of that era. And she announces that we're going to be doing a, was there a mini challenge? What was the mini challenge? No, we, no time for a mini challenge. No time. No time. No time. Sorry, doll. <laughs> Sorry, doll. But we're going straight into drag brunch, darling. And it, they say it's uh, the down under annual drag brunch. Now, this is, of course, season three and season two had a drag brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but season two's drag brunch was more of a hosting challenge right yeah uh but it's becoming quite clear that this is not a hosting challenge this is more more like a talent show Mm. so season one had a talent show season two had a drag brunch hosting challenge and season three has a drag brunch talent show they've kind of merged yeah i love that we're calling it the annual but in actual fact we're just kind of making an amalgamation of challenges it's a mishmash (laughs) I do wish if it was a full talent show, I kind of like when they're earlier in the season. So you kind of get to see everyone's shtick. I kind of like that. What did you do for your talent show? I did a uh, quick change magic. Oh my gosh. You did the quick change magic. Yes. Yeah. Which you then toured around the world. <laughs> toured around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Dance break. Da, 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 da. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. It's so stupid in camp. So stupid in camp. So we hear that Hollywood, because of winning last week's episode, she gets to pick the order of said drag brunch talent show. And Gab says something along the lines of like, oh, get prepared for pandemonium or something <laughs> like this. Because <laughs> we all know, we're, they're all learning by now. They're like, Hollywood doesn't fuck around. She's like, Meh, I'm going to make it suit me and I don't really give a shit if you care or not. <laughs> Do you know, I actually have no qualms about that, to be honest. <laughs> I'm like, it is great TV. I I find it very, yeah. yeah. And it's refreshing. It's refreshing somebody that's just like, you know what? It it doesn't, it doesn't feel like she leads with the intention to be cruel or anything like that. Like it doesn't feel negative. And even though it is self-serving, it doesn't feel ruthlessly self-serving. No, I think in this industry, it's very kind of cutthroat. You just kind of have to sometimes put yourself first. And sometimes if you beat around the bush and try to please everyone, you lose opportunities, you lose, you know, this, that and the other. And I think she's just kind of like, me first and <laughs> whatever you guys want later. 
Yeah, true. And, you know, um, just seeing kind of like RuPaul's history and seeing like videos of her as a young person and um, or a younger person than she is today. Um, uh, sorry, Ru. Um, the 1800s were wild. <laughs> but it feels like that energy of um, like Ru had a similar energy of like, no, you know what? You have to know what you want and you have to go and get it. And it's very true. I've learned that lesson and it's something that I'm not doesn't come super naturally to me. But it is something that really is the only way to really get where you need to go is to know what you want, go for it and just really push, push aside kind of like, you know, as Rue says, like the inner saboteur and just be like, nope, mm -hmm. go for it. Go, go, go and get it. Do you think it could be like Holly's the only one that's from New York City? Do you think that could play a part of it? Absolutely. Absolutely it does. It's a cultural thing. When mm. I was in America, the um, American people were so confident and it was quite intimidating. Uh, and I said to a lady that I met, I said, you know, I said I was from New Zealand and she goes, oh, that would explain, you know, like <laughs> your energy. And um, I said, you know, Americans just feel so confident. It's quite like overwhelming. And she said, well, what that is from her perspective, and she was an American woman, she said, um, there's so many of us here that you really have to be loud and confident in order to be noticed or to, to stand out or to, or to survive because otherwise uh, you'll get trampled. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. And so, yeah, I, you're absolutely right. I think it is part of the culture for sure, mm. uh, but it's working in her favor. It's in this, absolutely. Working. You know, I love it. Setting. I'm here for it to be honest. I might mm. adopt, adopt some policies from her. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> Thanks Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. We should call it like Holly absolutely would. <laughs> she absolutely, what wouldn't she do? Um, <laughs> um, so I did love the part when they're at the workroom table and Hollywood decides not to choose Bumper, even though she specifically was the only person that put in a request. She prefaced it with saying, I want someone strong at the start and strong at the end. And then Bumper goes, oh, so you think I'm not strong? And she said, well, I didn't say you're not strong. And she's like, well, but I, th I think uh, she she really eloquently worded the fact that she said, well, no, you said that you were kind of toing and froing on mm -hmm. kind of your concept and things. And it doesn't feel like you've 100% come in with like a dedicated, strong direction. Doing, yeah. So that in my head is not being interpreted as strong. So no. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like I, I feel again, you know, she just knows what she's saying and she knows what she thinks and she, and then she says, well, no, this is, <laughs> this is the answer to your question. Mm. So what else in the, in the little run through, let's just power through that. So we hear that Bumper says that she's going to try stand up for the very first time on international TV, a choice there. <laughs> a choice. And Bumper says she does hosting on the microphone. She does this, she does, you know, she tells jokes. This is going to. I think stand-up will be fine. Mm. The problem, this is already a massive red flag because we, as Gab says to her, says, I just think you should be wary that this has been said and done by a lot of queens. This is a mistake that has happened many times. Mm. And there and there, she says, let's, you know, let's feel, let's feel this out. And straight away, it's like, Oh, mm. this is not working. This is not funny. This is not, and this is not editing. You can, this is like a, a clean shot. And it's like, no, 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 no. Reese no. and Brie were like, Ooh, you got anything else? <laughs> got anything else? And the interesting thing with this, right? They gave Bumper some 
really good critiques, I thought, uh, some like good suggestions and critiques. And they said, you know, why don't you move on to kind of shading the queens yeah, and pivot to you like know, a roast. doing that whole thing, yeah. turn it into a roast, which is a great idea because she just did this off the cuff joke and it was really funny. And they thought, okay, well go in that direction. We see later on that she takes that critique but merges it with her original <laughs> with concept. the original material <laughs> and just makes the original material Weird. weirder than it already was. <laughs> oh, like talk about completely misunderstanding the the advice. Yeah, it was either a miscommunication or just like a I'm still going to do this. <laughs> like, ma'am, ma'am, I want to get into that brain. I like I just want to like just peer through the eye holes or up the nostrils or something and be like, what is in there? Because she is such the way she thinks is just kooky nana i love it i <laughs> absolutely too. adore it but it's like <laughs> how did she get that so wrong that, <laughs> that they said sis pivot to this direction and she's like oh yes and maybe i still mix in the dogs pissing diamonds <laughs> i don't know and then doing urine out the top of her head as a flower Oh, oh I no. what is this? It was like, we'll go into the performance later, but just hearing, like, even when Rue offered her like a lifeline was like, now take a pee as that dog. And Bumper was like, what are you saying? I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Have some peas. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, what I was like, Rue is trying to help you here, baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but what, what other critiques did we have? We, um, I mean, the, it was interesting that that critique thing, because it, it, from a production point of view, I was surprised they did that because it's like they couldn't, you can't technically show show it because they're literally just rehearsing the acts that you're going to then see on the main stage. Mm. I've never um, seen that redacted thing before. I was like, huh, is that a new thing? Well, I th I think they kind of had no choice because what what other footage, what footage would they show? True. Well, And they couldn't show footage, but then they had to show. The critique. The the judges the critiquing it, so it was it was it was a weird it was a weird thing. Mm. I don't think we needed to see the the rehearsal at all. I would have preferred a mini challenge and then straight to the show. I reckon. I absolutely agree. I would have preferred a mini challenge and straight into the show. Yeah. But you know, again, who, we don't make the rules here. We're we're not the professionals. We we only just won the show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So we come back into the workroom and everyone's talking about how their rehearsal went. Um, and then I think someone brings up how Gabriella got her name, which leads into a, like a funny conversation. Mm. And then Isis asks Floor where she got her name and it becomes a very different conversation. Very different conversation. Now, this is something I, I know Floor. Um, I have worked with Floor a lot in Auckland, but obviously Floor was a contestant on another reality television show that I used to host called House of Drag. Mm -hmm. uh, Floor was a contestant on contestant on season two. Yep. And um, which actually was uh, Spanky Jackson was also a contestant and Spanky Jackson won. So Spanky Jackson and Floor have actually competed on the same season of a reality drag competition before. And Spanky was obviously the winner of Drag Race Down Under. Um, but Floor, this, this was a conversation that came up in... Uh, House of Drag as well. Um, and it's so heartbreaking. It, it really just kind of shines a light on or helps you understand how Floor is the person that she is, I think. Mm. 
I guess we've talked on previous episodes that we both do know Floor. So I knew about the story with her mother. What I didn't know was that Floor was her mother's name. Right. How beautiful to take that, um, just take that into your whole persona that you're building and have such almost like a love letter to that to that woman. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And and now the legacy, people around the world are saying her mother's name. That's beautiful. That's just beautiful. You know, the 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 human being that created this fabulous human being mm, and on. like lives on in, in the most um yeah tragic but like you it's so it's tragic and so beautiful it's just mm. it's it really pulls on the heartstrings it makes you want to cry just thinking about it it does it, it was a very i haven't been emotional this season of drag race yet necessarily but this one i think i had a little pause moment actually i was like oh my goodness this is yeah me too mm. me too you're absolutely right it's the first it's the first moment this entire season that i've actually shed a tear where it's like whoa like that's and i, and I already know you know mm. but but it slaps you in the face to get reminded of it it really forces you to remind yourself that these are people mm. these are people like regardless if you think like oh you know so and so is too cutthroat or so and so is too soft or so and so cries too much or that one thinks they're funny and they're not or that one is like you know that one needs to sew better dresses or mm. you know it really forces you to stop and think like wait these are real people that have all collectively gone through some shit probably all in different ways and different you know times of their lives and that molds them to be the person they are, good, bad, ugly, fabulous. So it's like, you know, we, we, we really need to stop and kind of like remind ourselves, I think, to be like a little bit forgiving. I think so too. This fan base as a whole, it can be a crazy place, especially on, you know, Twitter and Reddit and people just, they almost feel like they have um, authority to speak on these people's lives or especially people that don't do drag and they just like, oh, they should have done this, this part of them shit. And it's just like... Do you really know these people? Well, they think that they're much closer with them than they are. They're not just TV characters that you can just poke fun at. Mm. Once the cameras are off, these are, like you say, human beings with backstories. Mm. Mm, it's an interesting one. Yeah, and I mean, there is an element of sort of just like navigate through those spaces and and still try and work to make yourself and the people around us better people mm. um but but also like you know there is an element of you have to kind of like be like okay well that's what reality tv is and we yeah. try and work in that space <laughs> yeah reality tv eh? <laughs> yeah i mean some listeners will know what i'm talking about but a couple sisters of mine um recently have gone through some like public thing and they were they're both uh you know stars from the show and they uh that's all over reddit and with people opinions and all mm. sorts of like weird um weird um like theories and rumors and theories and yeah uh, like, this has nothing to do with you <laughs> <laughs> goodness, goodness. it's actually me on my uh fake i knew it <laughs> <laughs> are you she devil by night <laughs> i am damn busted <laughs> <laughs> um, all right let's get back into the drag the drag yeah so they start the talent show right we're starting the talent show who's first well first rupaul comes out rupaul comes out on the main stage looking a million dollars i love this outfit the blue beautiful beautiful it it's beautiful <laughs> and she's looking like marilyn monroe in blue love that that's what she's giving me she's giving me um 
diamonds are a girl's best friend. You know, she's giving that. Obviously, it doesn't have the bow and stuff, but it's sort of yeah, that like strapless with like the the skirt and the glove. Oh, just absolutely exquisite in that pastel blue. Have you noticed that this season, May the Best Woman Win, the arm movement, it's significantly lower down these days. Have you noticed? Oh, I haven't noticed. Interesting. It used to be much higher, I feel, but just as the episodes go, it's just, it's just down. <laughs> oh, I wonder what that's about. <laughs> she's over it. <laughs> Maybe it's because the prize is so much less, yeah. so she's like, may the, may the best drag queen. Um, maybe, oh uh, no, <laughs> about down here. When? <laughs> it just becomes a shrug at some point, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, season one of Down Under then should have been made the best drag queen win and she'll point to the floor. (laughs) (laughs) She crouches down. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She looks great. Michelle looks so cute. Yes, for sure. And we have um, Reese Nicholson looking dapper. And we have our special guest judge from Emil and the Sniffers. It is Amy Taylor. I shouldn't laugh. Sorry. I was just like, she walked out. I was like, who is this? Um, Who, I, I don't, I've never heard the band, but... Um, no, two Amel references in one season. <laughs> yes. Uh, but she seems like a good time. She's having a great time. She is uh, an interesting person. Yes. She's obviously quite well known because, um, you know, to be a host on Drag Race, I'm not, I've never heard their music, but I'll, I'll definitely go check it out. Hmm. Um, she's Australian, I imagine. Yeah, she um, seems very... And she's um, very just bogan. By, very by bogan. So happy to be there. Yeah, excited to be there, just like... <laughs> <laughs> Over the moon. She's just like, there's a drag queen. <laughs> I love that type of human being, though. Like, she feels like she's just got all the confidence in the world. And she, yeah. you know, she's just like, I am what I am, and what I am needs no excuses. I'm a bogan. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she was a good time. Her critiques were fun. Yeah. So yeah, Rue says, let's start this fucking <laughs> shit show. <laughs> let's start this fucking brunch. And they've all got cocktails, even the girls on the side drinking their cocktails. All the judges have cocktails. None of the judges are drinking said cocktails. I did notice that. I want to taste a House of Love cocktails. Are they as good as they sound? <laughs> oh, they are. They taste yum and they're so, they get you, girl. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people that say they, they creep up on you. They creep up. They get, they're so strong. Um, and there's, cause they're so delicious. They're just like, you just knock them back. And then it's like, woo, woo. <laughs> so we're, we see Ben making another appearance. Yeah. Hi Ben. <laughs> he is the hoop thrower for Madame Gabriella. <laughs> yes. Madame Gabrielle is <laughs> Gabsy, Gabsy G is uh, back. She's uh, the first act out doing the hula hoops. Uh, what did you think of this act? I mean, it was, it was definitely strange. I wouldn't say I wasn't amused. Like I, did I enjoy it? I, yeah, I think I did. It was fine. I was just like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I, that's where I was at with it too. Reese did say maybe it was one note, maybe. I do think it was one note, and I definitely think it was weird. But I, the thing is, what I've learned from Gabs, because I've worked with Gabs, and she's so she's so weird, but really fucking clever, mm. really smart. She just like she creates so much of her own stuff, and, and it all comes from that weird brain of hers, and that's the beauty of her as a drag artist, and that's such a unique point of view because it's like hers. Mm. So I love it for that reason, you know, and I and I, I think it's potentially one of those things that it's like you you love it more and more the more you experience it. And it's especially experiencing her act live. Um, Mm. It potentially doesn't translate 
on Drag Race as much. I imagine if you saw that hula hoop act live in a cabaret style show, it would be significantly more entertaining because, you know, you'd be with the audience laughing at sort of like, oh, she thinks that she's good at hula hoops, but she's not. (laughs) I think you feel like you have the authority to laugh, I suppose. Um, I find these shows, they can either be so hit and miss. Like we saw Willow Pill have huge success with her, you know, spaghetti in the bath, strange concept. And then we saw Irene do the strange water concept with the ice and that kind of tanked. So I feel like it's like a fine balance when you go on this, like, I'm going to do something unusual and niche. It can either be like a big payoff or it can kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And, and, you know, but I, I think uh, all power to Gabriella for uh, going with her gut and going with her brand. I, I think I agree that it was a little bit watching it on the, on drag race. And I, I felt it was a little bit awkward um mm. especially at the end the screaming. Um, you know where there was no music and the screaming and but you know that comes down to editing and things as well you know and the fact that we're watching it on a tv screen mm. so it was awkward and it was a little bit like uh, is this enjoyable to watch i'm not really sure but um i also just just from knowing her i know what that would be like in a live act and it would just like mm. it like so i'm here for it yeah I definitely was not bored. Yes, definitely not boring. Definitely not boring. Um, and then we go down the line and we go to, is it Bumper? Bumper. Oh, no. Oh, no, Bumper. I wanted this to be good. I wanted so badly for this to be good. Like, I think I said enough at, in the intro. Like, it was just, yeah. love you, Bumps. Bumper. It wasn't good. <laughs> she looked great. It was not. It was. It was. It was just too... See, this is the, see, this is the different side of weird because <laughs> this was weird where she she almost wasn't in on the joke. So then you feel mm. kind of like o- awkward for for Bumper. You know what I mean? It's like it's like oh shit, mm. like she's you know w- what I will say though. I want to say this. Bumper Love is such a professional that even when she's drowning and none of the jokes are landing and Rue even throws her a curveball mm. and she doesn't have a joke for it, she just runs that mouth. She doesn't let herself be like, oh, uh, I don't know. You know, yeah, she, yeah. she doesn't stand there like a stunned mullet. She goes, here's my answer and I'm going to talk and I'm in the ground and I'm coming up and now I've got shit growing out of my head and now I'm pissing out of that flower in my head. You know, like she doesn't allow it to seem like it's shaking her. True. You know the phrase like fake it till you make it? Mm -hmm. That's what she's doing. She's like, I'm just going to run that mouth until my timer is up and I can leave this fucking stage. That's what happens with your hookups as well. Until that timer's up and (laughs) they can leave. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Um, I'm like, ma'am, sir, I have paid for 22 minutes. You will get your cash on the dresser later. (laughs) Yeah. I I have a timed lockbox. So as soon as 22 minutes, the the thing goes, ding. It's like, okay, now now you may leave, sir. Oh, fucking hell. God. Um, (laughs) Moving swiftly along from that visual in my mind, (laughs) we get to floor in this sexy latex mint a nursing outfit. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Now, this is fabulous. This warms my heart so much because when Floor starts this, she does a little bit of kind of like brunch emceeing. Mm-hmm. And she is doing classic Kaluzzi, 
New Zealand showgirl MC jokes. Yes. She's probably learnt them, I would say, from working closely with Trinity Ice. Uh, and Trinity's learnt them from working closely with uh, myself and Kaluzzi over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so heartwarming to hear this comedy on Drag Race being passed down. You know, we all learnt it from our elder, you know, from my older aunties like Collagen and Taro Patch and, you know, all of the MCs mm-hmm. at Kaluzzi. And it's so fabulous now to see another really fierce, funny queen um, working this humour. I just, it made my heart so full. I mean, I say it all the time. If I start to look like ketamine, please have a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, I never encourage glasses of water at brunch, just saying. <laughs> you don't encourage glasses of anything. Your bottles or nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we see that the blow-up dolls had a makeover since the rehearsal. They n- now looks like Reese Nicholson. I love that. Yes. And <laughs> has she has she painted it to look like Reese or has she just bought one that had that sort of hair? I don't know because the one in rehearsal had like black hair. So either the prop department got really busy or <laughs> she was backstage. Yeah, I feel like she's painted it. I was like, work. <laughs> but yeah, she does her CPR ambulance segment i loved it i actually i was thoroughly entertained thoroughly i'm i'm watching this like well this is clearly the best so far <laughs> like hands down and you know the, the joke like there was even some like the joke she made about um make sure you check the airways oh not, not that, that one, one. <laughs> it's funny. so funny it's funny yes and then she made the reference to her best friend when she goes I, and I, it was such a subtle one you'd have to know them you would have to know Floor and Yuri and their relationship to know the reference uh, and or be a super fan um, when the ambulance comes <laughs> and it was a reference to Yuri in the brunch challenge. I love that little nod and I'm not sure how many people will catch that, but uh, it just was like, yes, fuck yeah. She really is ticking multiple layers. Like it's like, yes, bitch, yes. Comedy, mm-hmm. look, reference. Um, also, you know, um, educational, mm-hmm. like just all of the things. And also all those things that I know RuPaul is going to be like, oh, bitch, yes. Oh, yep. yes, 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 yep. yes. So not only is it a great package, but it's also really going to be giving the judges all the things that they're looking for. Loved it. Uh, and she also mm. brought up the, the Isma thing again, which she's brought up every episode since it happened. <laughs> so I'm like, she's running with this. <laughs> did you see it was written on the whiteboard? Yes, I did. I was like, I love it. She put it in her BMX lyrics. She's like, she's running with it. RuPaul says, here's your catchphrase. We go. Yes. And we actually even see it later on in the episode, um, one of the other queens now yes. using it. So it's definitely a thing. It's yeah. happening. Um, next up is Isis doing, oh, a beautiful performance. Beautiful, beautiful. It starts nice with a spoken word, then cuts to a track that I instantly shazammed. Oh, yes. And it's a really beautiful song. Yeah. And Isis is such a great performer, so I'm not surprised in the slightest that she can just like nail this but I loved how like she pulls out a fan and it's like oh okay she's working doing this fan work and she's mm-hmm. like throwing it and doing that and then she's like oh done with that but how about these fans and she pulled them out of her boots I loved that so yeah so the first fan came from the bust then those boots came out of the thigh highs I was like I would see the fan come out from the bottom of her dress oh god <laughs> yeah. under the wig there's a fan behind the lashes there's a fan <laughs> Michelle called them scarves. Are they scarves? I don't know. But just them floating around her as she spins. So beautiful. Yeah, they're like silk fans. And yeah. oh yeah. She and, and you can tell this has been rehearsed. She oh, has she. put the Cory together. She's practiced with the props. She is an absolute professional. It's just so beautiful. 
Beautiful, beautiful. And then it finished with a high and then we cut to Hollywood who is also in a similar energy level, high, high, high. Um, and she's, yes. was she live singing in that opera? Was that live or was that pre-recorded? Because there was no mic. She may have just been, it may have just been the um, the boom mic. Yeah, because it's opera. So like, you know, you do, pre- it's a lot of projection. True. But like Michelle says, definitely never seen that. Loved it. For sure. And Loved. and then she goes straight into that fierce fucking, that track of hers, uh, where she says, putting black, black beauty on the map. Oh my God. So good. Stunning. Love, love, love. And I need that on Spotify immediately because the production was Immediately. Just... Loved it. And of course she has the wig reveals. She mm-hmm. has the costume reveal. It's just like, yes, but again, all of those things that you want, uh, you're getting. And it, yeah. it's, just, it's just, it's so satisfying when all those boxes are getting ticked because it's just like, oh, you just feel like you want more because it's just so delish. Yeah, we said that last week. This is her element. Boom. Beauty, beauty, beauty. And I love that track. Amen. Um, and then I guess we cut to the not in my backyard barbecue as as the runway. Yeah, not in my backyard barbecue. <laughs> now these runways, I I kind of gave them um a bit of a grading. <laughs> oh, okay. First we had first out was Gabs Gabriella. Mm-hmm. I loved this. Now I'm obviously I call myself the queen of camp. I love camp. This was I loved this look. She is tomato sauce. <laughs> loved it. It's so great. And the makeup, it, it was, <laughs> the makeup was giving me uh, Marilyn Manson meets oh, no. Drag Race. <laughs> I, lo- I loved the no brow. Loved the no brow. Yeah, um, I did too. I really and, did. And I loved when Reese said, sometimes with my sauce, I have to hit the bottom or whatever. And she does a little like booty slap. Cute. Love it. Yeah. Very clever. Uh, Bumper did, she goes, you know, at my barbecues, it was all full of gang members. So I came as Sandy from Greece. <laughs> like what is happening? But okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like I, I get the reference. I think it would have been cool to actually go full gang member as opposed to Greece gang member. Yeah. Um, but maybe that might've been a bit too, there might've been reasons why she didn't want to go there, which is, which I understand. Well, maybe it was like Greece on the barbecue. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> it was just a bit costumey for me. I was, I, I thought, you know, like she looks, she looks She's beautiful. Fun. Bumper always does, but um, it was a bit like, eh, okay, well, you know, you could probably buy this costume. We also just saw Raja do Olivia Newton-John waters or whatever in a very similar costume quite recently. So I was just kind of, oh, Sandy. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Sandy. <laughs> she looked pretty though. She uh, pretty. Then we had Floor. Now the judges raved over Floor's look. The makeup was really good, and the concept was like good. But like, I, I was like, uh... I was into it. No. Yeah, yeah, no, and so was everyone else. I don't know why. I just thought it was a bit like, um, I, I felt like it was so much going on in the headpiece and then the makeup, mm. um, that then kind of like the head bonnet into the dress just sort of felt like. It feels like an afterthought. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, why is it yellow? I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just, I felt like I wasn't, I was surprised that the judges were so impressed by it. You heard of him? He hates it. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I love stirring the pot. No, I thought it was cool. And then we saw Isis as a sexy Italian woman. Yeah, I see. I loved this. It was, mm. um, it's not necessarily like super, um, we're not seeing like a new shape really, or, you know, it's all things we've seen before, but it's just really beautifully made and the character was there. So yeah. it stood out as just something that was very easy on the eye to watch and beautiful. Mm. I have to bring up the, um, there was a continuity error. Oh, was there? 
she started when she was holding like the meatballs and then she had a sausage in her hand and then it cut to her walking out the runway, pulling the sausage out of her tits. And I was like, bitch, who cut this together? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not sure how much we can discuss of that, but like (laughs) the girls walk the runway twice. You do it, you do do it twice. Once with music. But I think that's pretty common knowledge. People tend to, the fans know. The fans know. So um, that's probably why she probably pulled the sausage out at two different times. Totally. Um, But I'm just like, I'm a cynic. No. (laughs) (laughs) And then Holly, does Holly close us out? I might've got the order wrong, but she is blonde. I love her blonde. And she's like in this camp Barbie floaty. She looks beautiful. Yeah. What she she says, uh, she's black Barbie at the pool party or something like that. It's so good. And, and the judges reference that uh, they appreciate her bringing the camp and it's kind of giving them um, a new little insight into her and how she works. And, and I love that. She looks fucking amazing. She looks insane. And the one that judge from Emil and the whatever says, she puts the Barbie in barbecue. Love that. That's Mm. good. You know, uh, before the runways, and actually even after the runways, I'm kind of thinking maybe Floor might take out the win because she did such an, a unique performance and the judges loved her runway. Loved so I'm like starting runway. to think, okay, this could be Floor's week. And I think uh, she also has that feeling as well. <laughs> and I was kind of gunning, like I would be happy for her or Isis as they're the two, you know, who are not yet with a win. But mm. always going to root for my, you know, my Kiwi sister. I was like, come on, girl, get it. This is your one. Yeah, come on, girl, get it. I thought it was about to happen. And then we're on the stage and then... <gasps> Alas. Alas. Isis takes the win. And then oh, I cut to floor going, my win. <laughs> my win. My win. And then Isis has the cheek in the confessionals to be like, well, I got the win. So clearly it's, it's me. me. <laughs> it's me. It's I me. I love it. Gag. Oh, Gag. Cab. But you know, that's that good old jib in the ribs, you know, that old um down under humor that we like. You know, it's like we don't, you know, you have a bit of fun and like Oh, it's all in know. jest. Yeah. Mm, it is, it really is. But of course, that's our winner. What did you think when Rue says that Holly is safe? Holly says, Can I ask you a question? We don't often see the script kind of being broken like this. And I was like, Oh, mm. this is new. This mm. is new. Um, and I guess it was almost like a not a desperation, that's but she just wants to hear what they want what they want to see. But I thought it was a very brave move for her to ask. Very brave move. And, um, you know, it's interesting because they talk earlier on because Hollywood has has now had this critique as of we need to see more from you. You've got mm-hmm. a wall there. We need to see behind that wall. Um, and I think Gabriella got a similar critique and they were both struggling with that, um, mm. which actually in that moment, Floor, as as Holly's friend said, sis, this is what it is. Like mm. you're, you're not, you're not understanding, but I'll spell it out for you. They just want to see vulnerability, but it's not getting through to Hollywood. And so, yeah. And then Hollywood's now saying to Rue, can you spell it out for me? And Rue spells it out for her. Well, I think it's a great answer. What Rue says. Totally. Rue's like, okay, how old are you? Which we'll bring that up. Maybe next week. Next episode. <laughs> yeah. Mm, not sure that was right. <laughs> um, but I thought the following answer that Rue gave about, you know, having the walls up, that boogeyman that forced you kind of to have the self-defense mechanism doesn't exist anymore. So you've got to stop carrying it. I thought it was, I thought it was great advice. It absolutely was. And, and 
from an audience perspective, we can, I can see it. Um, and, but I can also see there are moments of tenderness with Holly, mm-hmm. um, with when she's talking to Floor. you know, there, th- that wall is getting broken down, but I mm-hmm. guess we're seeing a side in the workroom that the judges, judges. are not seeing. Exactly. They're seeing fierce, ferocious, like Hollywood star, like flipping my human hair wigs and being like, I'm number one, mm-hmm. at, which is so fabulous. And that is her drag. But, the judges, as we know on Drag Race, they want to see behind the facade. Yeah, ev- yeah they want to see every facet of what makes you that that character. And that's if the sick. judges aren't seeing that on the main stage, that's what they're saying they want to see. And I guess Hollywood isn't understanding that they're not seeing that mm. yet. Mm. I, I did appreciate that in that moment. She's just like, look, I'm going to take this opportunity. I hope this doesn't bite me in the ass, but please just tell me what you want to see. And I was like, go yeah, here. why not? Good on her. It, it is a bold move, though, because, you know, you you never know if that might piss off <laughs> Rue. Yeah, we're on the time crunch. Can you shut up? <laughs> Go to the back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, now bitch, now you're eating into my uh, yeah. de-dragging time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did, Rue says her answer, then she kind of looks chuffed with herself with what she said. She was like, oh, you may step to the back of the stage now. <laughs> Last yeah. <time. laughs> <That's kinda cute. laughs> I love that. I love that. So um, after all of quite a juicy episode, uh, mm. we have two girls put into the bottom. Of course, we have old Gabby G, uh, Gabby B, Baboopy. First time in the bottom. <laughs> Gabs is first time in the bottom. And Bumper loves second time in the bottom. Oh, yeah, because she was in the bottom, of course, last week, sending yes. old um, poor Ashley Maddie home. Oh, my girl. As she is. <laughs> As she's affectionately known. Who gave us a lovely podcast shout out. Thank you so much. Oh, she did. Wasn't she sweet? What a sweetie. Um, but we hear that they're going to lip sync to Are You Going to Be My Girl by Jet. I love that song. Me too. I actually, when it started playing, I was like, I want to hear what Keita thinks about the song because I think you'd like the song. I fucking love the song. One, two, three, clap your head, clap three, because you look so fine that I really want to make you mine. <laughs> it's just one of those fun, upbeat, kind of like rock and roll vibe songs, you know, where it's like pop pop rock. I'm going to put it here. Is this the best lip sync of the season so far? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe the most fun? I don't know. It was great. Definitely the most fun. You know, the song choice is so important. Yes. And sometimes and I understand that sometimes we have the constraints of what's available, but like, oh, this was such a nailed it with the song choice. This like the girls can work with it. The energy, yes. I guess, again, because it's like my type of song that I'd like to perform to, I'm thinking yeah. like I could bring my own charm to it. But I, I feel like any, you know, any great drag queen could like turn this and be like, cool, totally. this is what I'm going to do with this. Totally. And um, I can't remember who has the confessional, but someone says, I don't know who this was going to. And me neither. Neither did I. I was mm. like, they're both they're both going for it. They totally are. I mean, I, I personally thought Gabs was really, really killing it. Totally. And how, I don't know, maybe the makeup and the costume looked as well really suited the song. I was like, she's like rocking out. For sure. Exactly. And that's probably why I started thinking, I was like, oh my God, this is literally like, I thought I was tripping on magic mushrooms and in Marilyn Manson. <laughs> as a tomato sauce bottle. <laughs> yeah. Marilyn Manson, tomato sauce and RuPaul's Drag Race had like we- found this weird <laughs> reality. And now I was just like watching it unfold. <laughs> this is my multiverse is this <laughs> yeah um but we hear the lip sync finishes and we see that rupaul has decided that bumper will be sashaying away madam bumper uh, love auntie 
our auntie. Auntie. It's always sad when, um, you know, the more seasoned ones leave the competition because it does feel like, uh, you know, they always, they definitely hold a space, which is really important, I think. And it's always sad when they leave, but, but also, um, you know, she's, she's done very well. Uh, and and I do feel like, unfortunately, it's the right decision in this moment. I think Gab- yeah. Gabriella is the deserving winner of the lip sync and, and um, deserves to continue on in the competition for sure. Yeah, this episode kind of was the nail in the coffin for Bumper Love. Unfortunately. Oh, we do love you though, Bumper. We love you, Bumper. And I think, Ketamine, we may even have a special phone call with Bumper Love after this break. <gasps> oh, ring, 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 ring. Who is it? It's a Bumper something. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Zach, welcome back from our fabulous little break. We do have a little treat and of course, ooh, we're about to get exquisitely high. A little bump, a little bump of love. Hey, bumper. Yay! <laughs> How are you doing? Love you both. Hi, girls. How are you, sis? Oh, you look exquisite. Oh, expensive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am. I am fabulous. Thank you. I'm very, very good. Oh, good. Now, uh, it has been. Uh, I imagine it's been a long day for you. But you know, you're a seasoned pro. You've been. Do- How long? Have, do you mind if I ask? How long have you been doing drag? I think it would be about 26 years now, actually. Oh my gosh. That's, That's a whole grown up little child. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, girl. Hey. <laughs> wow, 26 years. For those of you listening, Bumper, of course, uh, is what I like to claim as one of our Kiwi sisters. Uh, where did you get your start in drag? Did you start in Aotearoa or did you start in Australia? Where did it all begin for you? Sure, I did actually. I started in Christchurch when I was at performing arts school, uh, doing my degree. And uh, the bass that I was working in needed a performer one night because I was at performing arts school. I said, I'll do it. Uh, and that's where I got kind of started. And then I moved to Auckland and I uh, did the scene in Auckland for quite a few years. Wow. So yeah. started in Christchurch. So, I mean, you oh. may have been Christchurch's premier drag queen. I think so. I mean, it wouldn't be hard because they're pretty tragic back then. (laughs) And that handprint is still on that cave to this day. (laughs) It's still there. Oh, my gosh. I absolutely love that. Now, Bumper, unfortunately, Zach and I have been watching Drag Race Down Under Season 3, and we've been absolutely loving it. There's been some some absolute characters, and you are no exception to the rule. You've been so entertaining to watch, and it is so sad to, unfortunately, 
unfortunately realized today that you've sashayed away from the competition. But um, tell us, during your time on the show, have you enjoyed yourself? Did you enjoy the journey? Well, it's, it's like a love-hate relationship. I hated some things about it, but actually I loved the whole experience, like every single uh, moment uh, of the show. I just had, you know, the, the best time of struggling and the best time of having a great time. I just loved the whole experience for myself. Yeah. Do you feel watching it back, I, I presume you've been watching this season, um, and watching it back, watching yourself, do you feel like it was um, a true representation of bumper love? Is that is that the bumper that you um, feel you put out to the world? So we've been having viewing parties at Vodavale at my venue in, here in Melbourne, and so we watch it live, watching each other watch it with an audience. So it's been a real hoot doing that. And yes, I definitely think that's one thousand percent me throughout the whole uh, the whole season. And um, there are times when crazy things are happening on screen and it reminds me that actually I am a bit loopy like that, and that's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. Definitely all me and uh you know i I wouldn't have it any other way really because i I know that you know with with uh, reality tv you can get asked to do things or get told to do things you know my line was always "Mm, well bumper wouldn't do that but you know where are you going to and then i'd make them get there i I just say roll the camera now and i do it my way you know i I can't be fake i can't pretend because you know i've been doing it a long time so it's just got to come but it's got to be honest especially culturally like there's a few uh a few, there were a few moments where it just got lost in translation because I am actually Māori people. I am a brown Māori person. So um, there were a few moments I just had to put a, the old pause on, reshuffle uh, what was happening and put it in my words. And so super happy with how I was portrayed. Oh, that's beautiful. And it came across very like that. It, ve- it came across like you were very confident and you are very confident in what you do and and you're just and, and you put out bumper and it was it was really fabulous to watch. Um you just said, of course, that you've been doing the viewing parties at Vodevile Cabaret. Um now I know what Vodevile is because I have been multiple times and I absolutely love it. But for anyone listening, um what is Vodevile? Where is it? What is it? And give us all the goss. That's right. You have been a few times, my darling. Well, it's a drag cabaret venue, so it's owned by me, a drag queen. We've been going for six years now, and we run production shows, and we have a full cast of drag queens who actually, apart from me who owns the venue, who is a drag queen, uh, put together all the music, the costumes, the the wigs, uh, the makeup style, if we want to choose one. So we all we all have a huge role in developing every single show here at Vodabile. Wow. So it's like a drag cabaret by drag queens for drag queens and for, I guess, any lover of drag. Yes, for all of our fans out there. We've been very yes. lucky to be, uh, to be going for, you know, six years now. And I want another six years. Come yes. on, baby. So if you're in Melbourne, come to Vodavar. We'll, we'll treat you good. Mum will be good to you. We do add in our own flavour of little things that really make the experience at Vodavar quite unique. Absolutely. What would the bumper love flavour be? (laughs) Uh, It would be a French martini. That's what bumper's flavour would be. Nice shampoo cocktail. See, I thought it would be like a Chardonnay or a Pinot Noir. Well, I'm just waiting to get a contract to do some advertising with some New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc company, and then I'll be oh, the Sauvignon Blanc. The Blanc. Oh, the Your Sauvignon. interest line was, of course, Sauv Blanc. Of course, of course. Yes. Ashley was telling us last week about her roast that she didn't get to save for you. Have you heard it? Yes. <laughs> 
about okay. Sav Blanc having to list you as a dependent. <laughs> One point. <laughs> 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 now, Philippa, I, I do want to go into this as well, and forgive me for going on about it, but Vodavile is so fabulous, and it would be, I, I would say, fair to say, has created some fabulous stars that we have seen on RuPaul's Drag Race now, on multiple seasons. Um, I remember seeing Isis Avis Loren at, at Vodavile, and... Um, I believe, has Art Simone worked for you before at the club? Absolutely. So Art was one of our very first cast members for about six months before she got quite a few offers. I knew she was always going to be as she is now, but it was so great to have her as part of our original team. But Isis, you're right, was also in that original team, as well as Jemima, who's still working here, and not long after that, Jackie Meoff. So I've still got quite a bit of my original team here, plus new girls, of course. So we have, uh, at the moment, we've got a cast of seven that um, I have, but we actually have uh, 11 girls altogether. Oh, wow. And do you think maybe in the future we might be seeing some of those girls on future seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race? You can guarantee it. Oh, you heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) But put Mama on an All-Stars first. I've got to win something. Put me on an All-Stars. I'll win that fucking thing. (laughs) I would love to see Bumper Love on an All-Stars. Tell us, Bumper, on the show, uh, is there anything that you did that you feel like you would want to redo better, like on an All-Stars season? Oh, my God, absolutely. So, as you know, Kita, you get very little time to put everything together. So, unfortunately, quite a few of my looks didn't quite make it to me in time. Um, so, I had to, but I can sew, thank God. So, but I was literally having no sleep sewing last-minute costumes to make sure I had everything ready. So, one thing I would love to redo again, my team is now ready for me to have fully realised looks because it's one thing that I... I would really love to do again and do, you know, in a, in a really, really, really much more cleaner, cleaner way and not just have me make everything, but, uh, you know, work with a team and have some really amazing looks. Yes. Now, is uh, is Isis part of that team? <laughs> I doubt it. She's, she's going to be busy. I don't know if you noticed, but I think Rue's going to be booking her for... Costumes very shortly. I think she'll be very busy. Well, Rue loved the outfit that you were wearing. How did Rue know to ask that Isis had made both costumes? Or was that just coincidental and it just sort of came out on the main stage? Well, no, because I actually made a few of my costumes. Now, a little bit of inside information. So that wasn't my original fuchsia dress. Oh, okay. it never arrived. Oh, right. So that is actually a previous costume that Isis made for me. And fuchsia, in my brain, was all colours from uh, crimson to purple or pink crimson to purple. So that's what it had in it. But obviously, in America, fuchsia is pink. But, you know, (laughs) I I put it in there because, as I said, one of my costumes, well, I feel my costumes didn't turn up in time. Um, But Isis had made some of my other costumes as well so um it was just a running gag with rude did i just make that one did i just make that one did i just make that one Oh, so that's why that right. was there, I think. Speaking of running gags with Rue, she she's obsessed with you. She loves the bumper love experience. She was amazing. The very first time she met me uh face to face, her line was Bumper fucking love. And it was always <laughs> said like that. It was bumper my fucking love. Bumper Jesus love. You know, it was always something like that. And it was so 
made my heart feel great. So I thought, oh, yeah, here we go. She's in for a good old bumper time. But I could feel the girl's laser eyes on me because there was, uh, you know, a few of us that she really kind of latched onto. And so when you're getting latched onto, the laser eyes are like, looking straight at you. But, yeah, it made me feel really great. Yeah. Or maybe they need some charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. <laughs> I mean, or just a personality even. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that feels amazing to have, you know, someone like RuPaul who is who is an icon in our community and, and has worked very hard, um, as you have too, Bumper. Um, is it is it scary in that moment when you feel those eyes on you? Like you feel like, um, oh gosh, I am being enjoyed by the person that holds the fate and that holds our fate in this competition. Is that a scary thing? Well, I think you would know it too. It is so surreal. Mm. The moment's like it's happening, but you're, it's like an out of body experience because, you know, it's an icon for us. And, you know, this is the Olympics of drag. And to hear Queen Mummy Cookie come out with that much um, heartfelt respect and love, yeah, just like bam. So there's many a time I just shut my mouth, very much of an out, out of body experience. It was so, so, so beautiful and amazing. Yeah, I can't help but feel though, no matter what would have come out of your mouth, RuPaul would have loved it. (laughs) Absolutely. I made it chuckle a lot. It was great. Speaking of things coming out of your mouth, let's talk about, um, (laughs) let's talk about your interesting dog roast collab. Let's not talk about that nightmare. (laughs) It was. Well, okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Tell us, did you have, was it a written set or was it something that you were like, look, I'm just sort of going to have the vibe and I'm going to go for it or was this all pre-written? So that wasn't my talent. Oh. So my talent was a song that I'd written. Uh, I had, you know, we only have such a short time, as I said, to put everything together. So I recorded it. Um, I got it approved here in Australia. But because the the production's in New Zealand, it had to get cleared in New Zealand. Um, I think it got cleared like the day after filming. So I couldn't use it. So I had like two hours to come up with some bullshit. And that was the fucking bullshit that I came up with um, after feedback from... Reese, uh, you know, giving me suggestions and I just really had to be a sponge, take it all in and kind of come up with something at really short short notice. And that's that's the bullshit you saw. I wish I had gone on first though, because then I probably would have been a bit more off the cuff because I'm very used to off the cuff. But that I did mm. have to write some things just to, you know, get me started. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holly said you were not going first, bitch. <laughs> exactly, bitch. <laughs> it was very entertaining to watch. And I, d- <laughs> I don't know, you know, for you it's probably harder, but as an audience member, it was just like, this bitch is crazy. And <laughs> it was just, it was insane, but insanely entertaining. <laughs> yeah, in the best ways, in the best ways. Good. <laughs> Yeah, I hope tonight at the viewing, can you do like a live reenactment as a definite? <laughs> no, I definitely will. I'm going to run away and hide behind the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. oh, fabulous. This song that you produced beforehand, will we be hearing this in the near future or has that been wrapped up? Has it been scrapped? No, I'm going to redo it now, actually. Now that I've got a bit, bit of time, I'm going to do a remix of it. So, yes, definitely. Ooh. I've got a couple of things up, up my sleeve that I'll be working on over the next few months. Oh, I love that. You've heard that here. Ketamine's oh business exclusive. 
And totally. Speaking <laughs> of remix, I'm, I'm queen of segues up in here. You are now on a track with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> oh, my God. So the inspiration for BMX Bitches, which, by the way, I fucking loved that challenge. It was really, really fun fun to do. Crazy but fun. Um, so when I was thinking of my lyrics, I, I was actually thinking of Nicki because I love mm. Nicki's rapping. And so, so when I was thinking of it, I thought, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how I'll do it. And then, obviously, um, Gabriella actually reached out to someone who remixed um, us together. So I'm actually doing an edit myself. I'm, I'm performing in Adelaide in a few weeks' time, I think. So I'm going to do it there. I'm going to re oh, remix. Fine. Yeah, I don't do a lot. It's going to be so much fun. So good. The Twitter community, the fan base on Twitter is wild. You can just ask them for anything. They'll make it. Right. So we've seen. Yeah, amazing. I have something from the set, actually. I should have got a lot of things from the set. Bump that you were you? stealing. What did you steal? What was the favourite thing, what your favourite thing that you stole? Nothing. I didn't steal. I'm going to give it back, promise. Snatch <laughs> <laughs> <Snatched> game. game. <gasps> Dame Kitty Takanoa up in here. <laughs> Not a whole <laughs> ream of Snatch Game cards. <laughs> and then in, um, in the acting challenge, I was Gwen, who was a criminal, and I've got her um, electronic ankle bracelet oh, oh how fabulous, fabulous. <laughs> no expenses were spared on the set of rules exactly and there's a few other things but i i, I better not show them i might get i might get in trouble so <laughs> but did you see like, what gabriella labucci got what did she get from the pirate set the the shoot for the promo the fucking parrot in the in the cage i don't know oh, how she's got, got the parrot, parrot. <laughs> the parrot and the cage no that cage how did she and, get how did she get that home no. Oh, she's tricky, that girl. Gotta love her. She's tricky. She's walking out like, don't mind me. <laughs> no, literally. So, Bubba Love, can we expect um, a an eBay a Drag Race Down Under Season 3 paraphernalia sale coming up? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I'm so kind of... I'm so going to sell these things. They're so much fun. And there's such a huge fan base for it. It's amazing. For sure. I think at DragCon, you could um, sign the Snatch Game card. Yeah. And you could make a fair yeah. pennies. Ooh, I might just say that. <laughs> You're right. DragCon, come on. Yeah. I love it. Oh, Bumper, <laughs> it's been such a treat chatting with you tonight. We love you so much. And uh, watching you on Down Under has just uh, spark re-sparked my already absolute admiration for you. So um, oh, I hope you are happy and well. And I just, um, Viva Bumper Love. Yay! Yes. And ditto you two. It's so amazing seeing your careers just like go off. You're so bloody amazing. And, you know, we are family. So I love you both lots. Aww. Yes, we love seeing Takatapui success. Yes. Yo, come on. Speaking of which, <laughs> I, I need it. to I need to leave this conversation. I need to untuck my tapu. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You you move the bush and I'll see you both soon. <laughs> love you. Bye, Bye baby. Bye. Oh, bless her. Oh, we love the aunties. Love you, auntie. For me, she's always going to be an Auckland girl. <laughs> for sure, for sure. You know, I've just got such a love for her. She is part of my drag mother and their family, their sisterhood. So, you know, I feel like I'm under that. So um, she's that. definitely a Kiwi queen from where, I, <laughs> from where I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, her, um, her and Bubbles are so sweet. And they've been so welcoming when I was in Melbourne. They were so lovely. Um, love yeah. you, Bumps. Love you, Bumps. Oh. Love you, Bumps. All right. Well, on that note, Zach Delatte, I think I'm going to go have a bump. Oh, my God. Can we put that in the pod? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you so much, and I can't wait to see you next week. We're down to four queens. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. Top four. Top four. Top four. As Rue says, that's outrageous. That's outrageous. <laughs> You're the top four. That's outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a moment. Why are you saying that? 
<laughs> All right. Well, goodbye, the outrageous Zach Delarte. <laughs> goodbye, outrageous Ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 